If I was to ask you uh, the question, what do you think is the biggest problem in the world? I wonder what you would say. There's lots of things you could say. And in fact, the World Economic Forum does a survey every year where they ask about the biggest problems facing the world. Here is a list of what people said in 2019. Now, I'm sure that all of you would agree that all of those things are problems. I would agree that all of the things on that list are big problems that the world faces. However, the Bible teaches us that there is a bigger, overarching problem that actually results in all of the problems we see in the world today. And that bigger problem is what the Bible calls sin. Sin is when we rebel against the good rule that God has for us, where we tell God that we want to live our own way, autonomous of him. God wants us to love him and to love our neighbor, but we choose not to. And you can see how the problems on the screen all come from sin. Wars are fought because of disputes between people. Always there is a party that is in the wrong. There is enough food in our world, you may not know this, but to give everyone 2,700 calories a day for every single person that lives in the world. And yet many people all over the world go hungry. Even climate change and natural disasters are the result of human sin. How? Well, when God made the world, he made it very good. And the structure of how God made the world looked something like this. The relationship between God, humanity, and the world around us, his creation, was a world of unity. But when humanity rebels against God... This structure that God puts in place falls down so that our sin impacts our relationship with God, our relationship with one another, and even with the creation itself. So if sin is the biggest problem, then reconciliation is our biggest need. Reconciliation means to bring people together so if I've had a, a falling out with you over uh, something like you, you know, you've, had, you've, you've taken my mince pies after the service or something and we fell out, to be reconciled would mean that we were brought back together in a right and good relationship. But we cannot reconcile ourselves to God on our own because we continue to sin against him. And so in order to bring the reconciliation that is needed we have Christmas, when we remember and celebrate that God came down to us to bring that reconciliation because we cannot save ourselves, because we continue to sin. As we read earlier in the Bible, uh, Joseph was told to give him the name Jesus because 
He will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. So literally, Jesus has come to save us from our sins so that we can be reconciled to God. This theme of uh, salvation by reconciliation is picked up by a Christian by the name of Paul, who was alive during the time of the Roman Empire. And he was an apostle, someone that would write uh, letters to different churches, and he would uh, uh, plant churches all over the Roman world. And one of those churches was in a place called Colossae in modern-day Turkey. And we have a copy of a letter that he wrote to that church in our Bibles, written in about 60 AD, to assure some Christians there that Jesus really is all that is needed to save us from our sins. And I just want to focus on a few words from that letter that he wrote to the Colossians. In that letter, we read these words, and it's talking about Jesus. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. In these verses that Paul writes, we see what Christmas is all about. And the first point that Paul draws out is this. Jesus is God with us. This point was picked up in some of our readings tonight. The Gospel of Matthew uh, says to us, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. In the reading from John's Gospel, we read the Word, which is talking about Jesus, or talking about God, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And in the passage that we just saw in Colossians, Paul says, God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, in Jesus. So these three writers who all saw Jesus in the flesh say that he is fully God. Nothing whatsoever about God was not in Jesus Christ. And Paul, in the verses preceding the ones we've just read, talks about how Jesus created all things and how he holds all things together. Everything was made through him and for him and by him. Jesus is God with us. Now, he came as a baby. And this full glory of God was, as we sung in one of our carols, veiled in flesh. But it was all in him. And as Jesus grew, more and more of the Godhead shone through him. The historical records of the Gospels show us that he was born in a miraculous way. It shows us how he calmed storms and healed the sick, and raised the dead, and taught with authority, and led a life that was completely sinless. Not even one thought or one word was ever wrong in anything that Jesus thought or said. 
He did nothing wrong. He was perfect in every single way. He showed God's power and authority as he walked among us on the earth. Jesus is truly God with us. Well, why is that important? It's important because if we cannot save ourselves and reconcile ourselves to God, then we need a perfect saviour, someone who will never sin and have the relationship with God broken. Only God is perfect. Only God can save us, which is why Jesus came. And which is why also in the next verses in Colossians, Paul goes on to tell us that Jesus reconciles all things. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now remember, to reconcile means to bring together that which is broken. And God, it says here, reconciles all things to himself, all things on earth, all things in heaven. So Jesus came to bring the reconciliation that means that the relationship between God and humanity and God and creation will be restored to what it should be. So all of those problems that we saw at the beginning, Jesus has come so that they will be problems no more. Well, we'll see what this looks like shortly, but it's worth asking, how does Jesus do that? Because at Christmas time, we remember how he comes and he's a baby in a manger. How can someone who comes as a baby reconcile everything, make everything right? Well, it's right that we remember the humility that God shows, how he left the glory of heaven and comes in a manger But we also remember that he didn't remain a baby, just like all humans. He grew, and he grew into a man. And as a man, he died on a cross. And Paul tells us how he makes peace through his blood shed on the cross. Here, the the shedding of blood refers to a sacrifice. Rebelling against God doesn't just result in us not being reconciled to God, It also results in judgment. If we reject God as our king, then God allows us to rebel and to be outside of his kingdom. But life outside of God's kingdom leads to what the Bible calls hell. And that's the destination for all those who are not reconciled to God. But when Jesus died on the cross... He faced hell for us. He was sacrificed in our place for our sins. Jesus swapped places with us and was able to do so because he had never sinned. So he swaps places with us and dies the death we deserve to die so that we don't have to. And then on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead Sin had been paid for, and so now Jesus was brought back to life. 
And so we can have eternal life. You can be forgiven of your sins and have a place in his kingdom if you repent and believe. Repent means to to turn around and to live with Jesus in charge instead of ourselves. And to believe means to trust that Jesus has done everything we need to give us a place in his kingdom. And if we do that, we are reconciled to God. Well, what does that reconciliation look like? Well, some of the blessings of this are received right now. Christians have forgiveness of sins. They have great joy in knowing that. And that is a wonderful thing because all of us have done things wrong. And in all of us, if we, if we really think about the depths of our souls and in our hearts, have much that we are very ashamed of. There are secret things in all of our lives that no one knows about, but God does. And he will forgive us of all of those things, whatever we have done. And that brings us great joy. Christians know what life is really all about as they live as their creator made them to live, giving great purpose to how we live. We become part of the church, the family of God's people, who show what reconciliation between people really is. As, a, as people from different backgrounds, different nations, all come together to worship the same God who has saved them from their sins. Being a Christian is not an easy life. Just as Jesus was rejected, his followers are often too. Christians get sick and suffer from the same problems that other people do. But the difference with a Christian is that we have hope that is much more than the here and now. Because the reconciliation of all things is something that will finally be accomplished in the future. Remember that the problems we face now are the result of sin. And even when we become Christians, those problems don't all just disappear because even the creation around us is still broken. The Christian hope is for a future when God makes all things new. In another letter that Paul wrote to another church, this time in Rome, he talks about how even the creation is waiting for that day. The creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. So even the world around us, our our very environment and creation is waiting for the reconciliation that us as humans can enjoy now with Jesus, having forgiven our sins. The environment is literally waiting for Jesus to come again. And the Bible says that Jesus will come, not as a baby next time, but as a judge who will judge those who have rejected him, but as one who will make all things new, a world where all things are reconciled to God. The Bible describes a creation in the future where there is no sickness, no crying, no pain, no death, and a creation where we read is no longer broken, is no longer cursed. In the hymn, uh, Joy to the World, which we're going to sing shortly, the writer describes it like this. 
No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow where Eden's curse is found. This new creation where all things are reconciled to God is for those who have that reconciliation between them and God and have it now through the forgiveness of sin that can be received through Jesus. If you are interested in finding out more about how you can be forgiven of your sins and be a part of the reconciliation of all things, having eternal life in heaven, then please do come and speak to us afterwards. We'd love to share more with you about following Jesus. In the new year, we're going to be running a course uh, called Christianity Explored, which examines who Jesus is, why he came, and what it means to follow him. And if you are interested in finding out more about Christianity, we would love for you to come and take part in that course. It's very informal. Uh, you, you, we watch a, a DVD. We, uh, we think, have, uh, answer questions about Christianity. There's no singing or praying that you have to do. It's very easy, very informal. And if you're interested in doing that, on the, the table in the foyer, there is a sign-up sheet where you can just put your name and email address and we'll let you know uh, when that begins so that you can come and join us for that. Also, on the back table there, there are some books that look like this that are free for you to take away. Uh, please do take one uh, and just read it. It's very short, but it gives uh, some great truths about Jesus and what he has done for us so that you can understand more what Christmas really is all about. We would love for more of you to be able to say that you also are reconciled to God. There is nothing better than for us to be able to say that we are reconciled to God and have eternal life because Jesus has saved us. That's what Christmas is really all about. But before we uh, finish with Joy to the World, uh, our musicians are going to sing to us a song that helps us think about some of the things we've been saying, especially about how Christmas is actually just not about just me and God, but actually about how all creation can sing praise because Jesus has come to reconcile all things. So after our musicians have sung, uh, we will all stand and we will end our carol service with singing Joy to the World. <laughs> 